Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Happy Friday. It's Fantasy Sports Today on SportsGrid. Craig and Joe back with you for another edition of our show. Hit us up on social media on Twitter. At Craig Bish, at Joe Pizapia17, at Sports Grid. And of course, we got Brett Levy producing this show. We got a big weekend ahead of us here on Sports Grid. Diamond Bets shows, football shows too. Got to just stay tuned all weekend long. But uh, Joe, no rest for the weary, I guess, for us today. Back here for another edition, waiting for sports to come back here a little bit and having a lot of fun along the process. What's going on? It's a fun Friday, baby. That's what it's about. Uh, I don't know about you. I'm ready for the weekend. Definitely ready for a little longer try to dust off the barbecue, see if we can get that thing going uh, this weekend in honor of Memorial Day. How about you? You guys grilling at all? What's happening at the Mish House? Uh, yeah, probably not a lot. You know, the weekends don't really feel much different than the weekdays, to be honest with you. The only difference is no, uh, you know, Zoom calls for for my kids. But it's it's just kind of every day is you know sort of the same. My uh, I saw my parents for the first time yesterday, so that was interesting for the first time in two months. They uh, they came to visit, went in the backyard for the first time, and mm-hmm. threw the ball around a little bit. So that was that was a good experience. Didn't think that yeah. we'd be able to get to do that, but better than nothing. Absolutely. Hey, we uh, like I said, Mother's Day. I did a little trip down to my mom's. First time I'd seen them in uh, over sixty days, and it was uh, it was kind of crazy to think about. It's a very long time, especially for us Italians. You know, if we go two days without seeing people, you know, they freak out. Uh, but uh, luckily uh, seems to be moving towards that right direction. I know here in New Jersey, the governor actually just came out today with a plan to reopen hair salons, which really doesn't pertain to me, uh, and gyms yeah. and some other things like that, which do. So I'm actually very excited about that. So that's... Uh, I was going to say, those progress. don't really pertain to you also. So I don't know, man. You want some tickets to the gun show right here? Because I got I got two tickets for you. You, you could bring Buy a friend. I will get one free. You. That's right. You got two right here, baby. Woo! Huge, huge. <clears throat> All right, so uh, you know, kind of starting off the show where we left off yesterday, we're we're hearing a lot of rumors about where the NBA will be playing and how they will be playing, and uh, and I, look, I know for a lot of you watching, this is you know a lot of the same stuff, and I know that you're kind of watching, going, oh, like give us some really good news. Uh, yesterday, late in the day, I did an appearance on uh, a couple of different stations, just talking about baseball, and they're like, you know, this is the first time you've been on here in a long time where you haven't been really optimistic about seeing sports back and wondering how sports is going to come back. And I'm really hoping that after the weekend is over, we start to get some good news because uh, it's been a lot of emotions for me going back and forth and trying not to get caught up in too many rumors. I'm seeing a lot of it. Saw some yesterday in the NBA as well, saying that they could be starting up back in July. Uh, One of the rumors about the NBA is because they have a TV contract that stipulates they only get paid if there's a 70-game season. Essentially, the NBA would have to come back for about, I guess, 15 or 20 games, get their 70-game season in, and then start a playoff. But I am really hoping that after Memorial Day, we can have some sort of definitive plan. I am tired of doing these shows with the speculation and not any fact, and that's just where we have been at for... I mean, really, the first month was just kind of like we're all shocked here, just doing shows, and we don't know what's going on, and the world is nuts, and everything's crazy. Now that we're moving back toward getting normal again, we'd love to have some definitive information, and we started to get it with NASCAR. We got a little bit with horse racing, hopefully basketball, hockey, or baseball. One of the three gives us some good news next week. Yeah, let's hope. I know we're getting close to some of those deadlines, too. I don't know if those are hard deadlines or soft deadlines. You would know better than I in Major League Baseball whether the deadlines are for real or not. But like you said, at a certain point, you know, if you don't see some progress now, we've had a lot of quiet and usually quiet, I feel like is a good thing. I usually feel like when you, when you have quiet or a lull, that means people are actually trying to work things out. It's when everyone's on Twitter bitching and moaning, or you see a lot of news leaked that I feel like that's when things are starting to go South. So the fact that we've had like 48 hours or so where I don't know about you, but I haven't heard a whole lot from the MLB front. I feel like that's almost kind of a, a good sign in a way. I don't want to read too much into it, but typically when things are starting to go sour, everybody knows. So quiet is usually the sign of people working, at least in my experience, at least with my children in homeschool also. It's quiet more or less the same thing, you and your kids and, and Major League Baseball trying well, to uh, Well, I, I mean, you know, my kids could be on Twitch playing video games too, I guess, and go on rants. I mean, who knows? They could be very quiet doing the wrong thing, Joe. No, no. I'm sure one of my youngest one, maybe. 
Not so much the oldest one, but maybe the younger one. But I mean, do, do you kind of agree where there's no, no news that might not be a very <laughs> terrible thing? No, I have no read on this whatsoever at this point. Um, mm. you know, and, and I did see yesterday, late negativity yesterday uh, from a couple of the writers too. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay positive about it. I'm going to hope for the best next week for baseball. I'm going to hope for basketball. Uh, I'm going to hope for hockey. I'm going to hope all those things next week we get clarity on because we are coming to the end of the line for, for the possibilities of these things uh, happening. So I'm, uh, I'm definitely hopeful that that's the case. Uh, so Memorial Day weekend, what is what is a what is a normal plan for for you? What what do you guys? The normal for? plan for Memorial yeah. Day weekend at the Pizza Pizza House is usually uh, a house full of people, uh, people running around playing lawn games, having some cocktails, maybe the pool, swimming a little bit. We tend to do the big three holidays here. We do Memorial Day, we do uh, July Fourth, which is usually the big blowout. Fire pits going, everything's crazy. My neighbor does fireworks. Uh, I assume they're illegal, but they're fun. And uh, and then, of course, we close things out with the Labor Day. But this year, we're not doing it. You know, I told the kids, look, we'll uh, we'll hang out. We'll grill a little bit. Trying to redo the bottom area. I've been painting. I still got uh, paint on the hands, as you can see. So there's a working man right here. And uh, trying to get everything impressive. just spruced up. I know, right? I thought you'd be impressive. But uh, I figure, you know, hey, I've got some time. Let's spruce everything up. Let's start to think positively, like maybe by July 4th, we can get two of the big three. And that's what I'm hoping for, because it's just it sucks, man. It, it just it sucks for everybody. I know, like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and complain because God knows, I mean, New Jersey alone, 10,000 people are gone because of this disease. I mean, those 10,000 yeah. families, I can't even fathom what they're going through. So everything else is just an inconvenience. So in this meantime, I think it's what can we do to be productive? I think we're being productive here every day, giving people some good sports talk. Oh, absolutely. Because you know yeah. what? In lieu of sports, at least us talking sports a little bit, that gives people a couple hours out of their day, which doesn't seem like much, but I know you know this and I know this. It actually is a greater thing than we realize. I've gotten lots of notes and lots of little Twitter messages and things like that over the years of people who are having a hard time with different things. They tune into a podcast or a show, whatever that is, gives them a laugh, gives them some stories. And it just helps their day. And I think we could all use a little help in our day recently. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. And uh, yeah, I mean, what we do here is a very small piece of the puzzle for the world. And hopefully people have enjoyed these shows and the things that we do. But make no mistake about it, we want to have live action and we want to be able to preview it, react to it and and discuss it. So we're kind of filling time essentially until that happens. But uh, look, the great people here at Sports Grid have kept us on the air and kept us working throughout the entire time. I don't think that people realize that. There are a lot of other entities out there who have been forced to be off the air in the media, have been forced to be mm -hmm. in, in different situations. And we have pressed forward in a way that honestly, uh, I had no idea what to expect. So I can only say that I'm thankful for that and certainly thankful that all my family has been healthy and and hopefully uh, that will continue. You know, we, um, for Memorial Day in our community, we usually have a, a barbecue, uh, you know, in the middle of the community, essentially. And they have a big party and there's snow cones and all that. And obviously that's not happening. You love a snow cone. <laughs> I do like a good snow cone. I will say that. Yeah. In fact, they have a, uh, I don't know if you have it, the shaved ice. Have you, are you familiar with oh, shaved sure. ice? Oh, yeah. yeah. We so had, that, my that, neighbor actually for their kid's birthday had the, one of the, they actually have the truck show up for birthday parties here in Jersey. You could do like the ice cream truck or the shaved ice truck. And you got all like the little, uh, the syrup squirters and you can go make your own things. So that's, that's a good time right there. That's worth the money. Right. Yeah, no, I really enjoy that. And and that place is actually open. It's funny. I, I, I drove by there one time and I saw that they had uh like you, like they put a counter by the door essentially. So like you could go to the counter, get it. Like I, it's like I've had this temptation to stop and to do things, but I just haven't done it yet. But I think I'm, you should. I think you should. I haven't either. I don't know. I, I, no, I, no, no. And I'm not saying I think you should because I want anything to happen to you or anything like that. It's not going to try to like. I think you should. <laughs> Welcome to Fantasy Sports Today with Joe Pizapia. I don't know what happened to Craig Mish. He went and out to Brett get some Levy. Dice, Brett, what's going on? He never came up. <laughs> but no. <laughs> he had uh, a. He had a you know, I think listen, it's, uh, there, there's been a lot of reports about shaved ice deaths. You know? <laughs> listen, it's a very dangerous. It's a dangerous profession. No, but but seriously, I, I know where you're at. I know mentally what you're thinking. And I was the same way. Just recently, I've started to kind of reprogram my brain a little bit. It's good. It's it's helpful. I think you should. And even if it's for something stupid like an indulgence, I think it's even more to the point you should, because okay. I think 
those are the little things in our brain that when we kind of, you know, it makes us feel better about things. And uh, look, as long as you're out there safely and other people are, it's like I said, I've been to Lowe's twice. It's madhouse. I took my kids. They got a frosty the other day at Wendy's, obviously just through the drive through. Everything was going well there. Everyone was prepared with their gloves and their things and people were super nice and everyone's look. It's time to start doing that, especially with the indulgences, because it's the indulgences it's that we're the most. That's what I'm saying. Well, everybody loves a good frosty. I mean, come on, chocolate or I vanilla. I had one in at least a year. Chocolate minimum, or vanilla, maybe longer. I don't think I have vanilla frosties ever there. No, nah, you got to get the chocolate. I agree. My my oldest gets the gets the vanilla. I'm like, what are you doing? And then she gets it. And goes, oh, I like the. She tries mine. She says, I like the chocolate better. And I'm like, well, why don't you get the chocolate? Every time we go through this process, I don't know, kids. Just can't be talked. Yeah, I, I've always been. I've always just had the chocolate, but it's it's been a while for me with uh with a, with a frosty man. Like a really, right, you're a very healthy fellow. Yeah, but even still, like every once in a while, I'll crave something like that, and that would be something that I would put on a list of of a craving. But for some reason, I don't know. I just never. Well, what's on the highest craving list right now? Is it shaved ice? Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely a pizza, without a doubt. Oh, okay. Like See, a, if I live closer, I would just make pizza and send it over to your house. No, we make pizza here. Stuff. My wife does a good job of that, but but and we have frozen. But I I it just like going to the to the not even delivery, like me just driving to the place, picking up the pizza, coming home and eating it would just be fantastic. Do it. I had stone crabs one time. I'm um, telling you, do it. It's do it's it. time. Do it. It's time. It's time. You don't I'd be doing it every day. No, it's not a good idea. But at this point, we have to all mentally start to try to do things again. And that's, I think it's it's the mental block of that. And at least if you're trying to do something that is really that, that indulges, I think you missed the most. I think it's very healthy mentally to give yourself that. And, uh, you know, it's small things in life sometimes make a big difference for your yep. mental state. Go out, I want Craig Mish to come back on Monday with a pizza. I want to see that pizza box. I want you to hold it up, it's it. probably under the chair. I doubt we'll get that. Next to the next to the Mickey Mantle rookie cards and this autographed Michael Jordan basketball, there's gonna be a pizza box and everything's everything's at arm's I wish, reach. I wish I had both of those things. <laughs> Great things to have right now for sure. At least the pizza box for you. No, I'll take I'll I'll sacrifice the pizza to have either of those other things. Is there a topping, Mish? Is there a topping you're craving? Not really. I'm good with a cheese. You're just pizza. a plain. Oh, Ooh. I can have toppings, but I will definitely be just fine with a cheese pizza. So you're going just oh natural the first time out, huh? You're a purist. I love that about you. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll take a time out here on Fantasy Sports today. Our this day in fantasy sports and fantasy sports birthdays are coming up next. Make sure you like and subscribe to our show. Also on YouTube, very important. Click on the Sports Grid logo. Make sure you hit your notifications to on, and then this way when our shows get uploaded, you get a chance to watch us every single day. We'll be back with more Sports Grid and more fantasy sports today right after this. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back. Memorial Day weekend. Special time for us here on Sports Grid. We got a lot of coverage going on this weekend. We'll have our show right back here tomorrow morning. And then Sunday, uh, Joe has his Diamond Bets baseball show that is going to be on this weekend as well. And we will be here as well on Memorial Day. So make sure you tune in however you watch us. Pluto TV, Zumo TV, Stir, SportsGrid.com. Any of the ways that you watch our show, you will be able to see a brand new show of ours on Monday. For those of you who aren't working and and you're home, which is pretty much the same thing for everybody at this point. Well, most people <laughs> at this point, of course. The most important people are working, but we are not those people. All right, so this day in fantasy sports history, today is May 22nd. 2020. What's the first thing, Joe, that comes to your mind when somebody says May 22nd? <laughs> it was my anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my bad. Way to start the segment off there, Mish. Um, so, yeah. Oh, so, didn't know uh, that. I'm uh, sorry. Wait, that. wait, hold on. Is the foot all the way in your mouth? I mean, you never asked well, me well, that. Well, since ever, we're on the subject, the Joe. First time that you so ever. How, how many that, anniversaries did you have? How much? How many anniversaries? Enough. <laughs> Five, ten. 
five, but we had been together longer than that. So, but uh, look, you know, sometimes, you know. Uh, Were any better. of the five memorable? Um, the fact that I can't answer that right away, I guess I'm going to say no. Not. Yeah. Uh, look, it's, it's, uh, it's always good to recognize in life uh, when, you know, what your happiness is and when you should uh, be in charge of your own. I'll leave it at that. And I think that, uh, you know, it's, there's no shame in that. You know, I mean, there's, uh, yeah, very funny. Of all the May 22nds there, I mean, I, of all the I, all I did not, you obviously I know, I did but not know that. I mean, you just stepped in. I would have put that in this day in history. If that yeah, this day in history, Joe Pizapia. Yeah, but look, hey. Did you have a big wedding, by the way? We had a lovely wedding. Two beautiful children. Where was Everybody your wedding? co-parents well. Where was it? It was yes. at this lovely place. Why are we talking about this? This is lovely place called the Stone House you in New Jersey. You, the road is we've gone down the road. <laughs> well, hey, well, I mean, you asked, so I guess I got to answer the question. I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it was, but it was uh, a beautiful place. It looked kind of like a Napa wine country kind of a place. It, it was right. fantastic, you know, but... Um, at it the was end all of, downhill from there, but it's at okay. The end of the day, I don't want to say all downhill, but here's the thing. You have to you have to have a life where you look at it and you say you can't have regrets because if you don't do certain like I would have my kids my kids are my world absolutely yeah. so there's no regrets you know you make choices and they're not always the right choices you make for the right reasons and then you you have to kind of look for the positives and uh, I might be the you know one of the few fantasy analysts that will admit when I'm wrong and here I am again admitting it publicly sometimes you're wrong about things but you can't live in a mistake forever Craig Mish. You know, so just because you spent a long time making it doesn't mean you should live in it forever. How's that? There's your, there's you, your, it takes you, you do admit you're wrong, but it does take you a while to come to terms on Well, that. I guess five years. Well, I'm saying on five years. <laughs> Took you a long time last year. We were like, we uh, I don't know. Like, All right, Joe, listen, it's been a great season. Oh, yeah, I guess I'll know what takes you. Oh, okay, thanks. Have a great day. The I'll only go. thing that takes longer than that is for Craig to tell me when I'm right about something, which is. Oh, because uh, I, lo I love I love I love getting a rise out of you. I just I love it. I know you do. I know you do. And it's I love it. and my mother watched the show a couple of times. She goes, I don't like how that Craig Mish talks to you sometimes. And I was like, Ma, it's a bit. He likes to get at me. It's fun. We're friends. It's all right. I don't know. I don't know. So either she really thinks that you don't like me or she doesn't. I'm sorry, Mom. I'm so, sorry about that. So you know, my mom's watching. You know, you don't want to piss off an older Italian woman. Because then they get the wooden spoon. No meatballs for me. I've already no lost meatballs my meatballs from Joe Ranieri. I've, all the Italians have lost, left the show. <laughs> well, I, I keep leaving and coming back. So That's you're true. the one relationship that uh, I can always count on. How's that? That's true. All right. Well, well said. All right. So happy <laughs> anniversary, Joe. Sorry to bring it up. All right. Uh, this day in fantasy sports history, aside from that wonderful story, uh, 1962, Roger Maris walked five times in a baseball game traditionally. Down the aisle? Oh, oh, just, I thought you meant down the aisle. He walked five times. You want to keep going with that. I'll no, keep going. No, I don't. It's I, just, I got you off it. You want to, you want to come back the, in. We're going to talk about the, uh, the honeymoon. Of, all these Joe, shows. how about the honeymoon? What's that? Lovely honeymoon. Uh, oh, yeah. Honeymoon. Italy. Italy was spectacular. Yeah, another reason why you can't be mad, right? You got to go to Italy for two weeks. Beautiful place. No, but it's just, it, I can't believe after all these shows, the first time you go, hey, anything ever come to mind? And honestly, that's the only thing I can think of. Honestly, I had no idea. At least I remembered it. It's better than some uh, some still married people. They forget their anniversary. Very right? true. Yeah. I usually forget uh, it until you actually said it. And I was like, actually. Well, I mean, there's reason to forget. So uh, Roger Maris walks five times in a game, not down the aisle, traditionally in a game. Um, 1988, this was a big one. Larry Bird, Dominique Wilkins put on a performance for the ages. I remember watching this game. It was game seven at the Eastern Conference semifinals. Dominique Wilkins, I think, had 47 points. Larry Bird had 20 points in the fourth quarter. The Celtics ended up winning and winning the series. But it was just uh, – Bird talks about it as the most competitive game that he's ever been in. It's funny. In all that last dance stuff, we never talked much about Dominique. That's another guy that just – I don't even think his name was mentioned in that. that Barely. Thing. And if it was, it's like we, we sit back and it's you just got to remember. I mean, Kevin Willis, I think, was on those teams early on at a certain point with the Hawks, too. You know, he he was a terrific player. He'd, unfortunately, he didn't really have that second guy. Like a lot of those teams did at that time. Sometimes it was like a rotation of dudes and nobody really kind of broke through. But man, you know, that's another great talent that kind of got lost in the Jordan era yeah. to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, and by the way, that that interview with Horace Grant, there's a lot more to that interview, by the way. Oh, so I don't think we could do that again, you and I. 
But somebody sent me the full quotes. I'm going to send them over to you. You'll be. I mean, he wasn't the only one ripping them. Hodges. I guess they did some. They did some. Well, Craig Hodges didn't out. like it because he blew up the spot about the cocaine in the locker room. Maybe what? Well, maybe that's why. I don't well, know. that's Hodges, that, that and then somebody else with Cartwright was in it too. I, I gotta. I gotta get the full. Well, Cartwright was in it too, but full. Hodges didn't like it because Hodges said he blew the. Uh, I guess the unwritten rules of the locker room, the things you don't talk about that happen in the locker room. Well, you know, if there's coke going on in the locker room, take responsibility for it. Sorry, bro. Well, yeah. anyway. Oh, uh, okay. Stacy King. All right. Yeah, so uh, 1990, back to our, back to our uh, divorce story. Uh, Andre Dawson intentionally walked five times. So on the same day in 1962 that Roger Maris walked five times without being intentionally walked, Andre Dawson was intentionally walked Five times in a Major League Baseball game. Dawson was a, a formidable hitter, but five times. you got to be out of your mind. He's not Barry Bonds. Uh, 1994, Toronto's NBA franchise was officially named. I remember this one thinking, wow, this is a horrible decision. The <laughs> Toronto Raptors. And this was around the time of Jurassic Park as mm -hmm. well. Like, I, I mean, the, the name Raptor didn't even come to anybody's mind unless you were a scientist. Uh or Jeff Goldblum, perhaps, but Raptors, like, I mean, it's stuck. I mean, it's it's like common knowledge now. It's just a name that we just it was, accept. It was, but it was Jurassic Park. That's what it was. I want to say Jurassic Park was ninety three. It might have even been ninety four. It's one of those two. It was definitely within a year of the naming of this team. That's for damn sure. And yeah. uh, it is one of the stranger ones. But like everything else, you know, when something's around long enough, you just kind of like you said, accept it's it. Just you go, accept okay. it. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, the Raptors. That's fine. There's worse names than the Raptors. There's worse names. But it's, like, nope. weird that they just took the name from Jurassic Park. Like, I mean, it's an I, actual dinosaur. I get that. <laughs> they, they could have went with anything. Wow. I mean, Grizzly Stegosaurus is, doesn't Vancouver really... didn't take the Raptors. They took the Grizzlies. I guess yeah. they failed, so. Yeah. Well, there you go. Maybe they should have taken the Raptors. Maybe they should have gone. Maybe uh, they would have lasted longer. Historic. Bryant Reeves would have been around yeah. longer. You know, Joe Ranieri went to college with uh, with Big Country Bryant Reeves, same classes. I, I did not know that. Yeah, I interesting. Do you remember Big Country though? Yes. 2006, Jake Peavy breaks uh, Padres strikeout record with 16. I feel like we don't talk about Jake Peavy enough. He was a really good pitcher for about a decade in the big leagues. Fun guy as well. Really dominant pitcher. Cy Young Award winner. In Jake oh, PV too. Wow, that's great. Didn't get any credit, never talked about, but was really good in that era. Yeah, he had a very good run there, Jake PV. I remember in fantasy having shares, having him, trading him, drafting him. Uh, but yeah, you're kind of right there. I mean, when you think of Jake PV, though, the best run was with the Padres, right? That was his oh for sure best yeah. run. I think he finished with the White Sox, or he finished with somebody else. He was moving around a lot at the end there. That was Giants, another thing. Maybe. He's another guy that gets hurt by moving around, right? But you know, yeah, kind of get lost in the era anyway. But. No, but he got lost in the era of the Randy Johnsons of the world and the Kurt Schillings and those bigger name pitchers, I think. So, yeah. but PV was kind of in that same grouping. He was that, I remember in fantasy at least, he was the 1A kind of guy. Like, he wasn't always like the fantasy ace guy, but if you miss that on the aces, you're like, I feel pretty good about getting Jake PV and then I'll get some other guy and pair him together. He was always that kind of pitcher in my world for fantasy. Love to play the guitar. Big guitar guy. There you go. Guy. Maybe yeah. get him and uh, Jack McDowell together and have a jam session. Yeah, he did end with the Giants. Okay. Okay. There you go. All right. Uh, this day in uh, fantasy sports birthdays for May 22nd, not our best list of all time. Joe, what reminds you of May 20th? No, I'm just kidding. All right. So 1943, Tommy John was born. And, of course, Tommy John surgery named after him. People forget how good a pitcher Tommy John was. He won over 280 games in the big leagues. Uh, Jose Mesa, really good closer for the Cleveland Indians, unfortunately is remembered a lot for the 1997 World Series where he blew it against the Marlins. 1986, Julian Edelman, poor Edelman, the, old, the Lone Ranger, left in New England. Postseason records he has are pretty substantial. And that's why there's a good debate over it. But I <laughs> and that's, think I think, that the debate. I'll tell you what, if he can have another, if, if all of a sudden, let's say he and Jared Stidham hook up here and have a good run of, Next three years, let's say he catches ninety balls a year, that. that's fine. then I think yeah. then I think it puts him over that hump. But I think he needs a couple more years, especially he's had some incompletes with the season he missed for the knee, and then a couple other seasons where he's had some injuries. Because look, he's broken down a little bit, but he hits the yeah. style, the game he plays. You know, was was uh, Edelman a better receiver than Wes Welker? Hundred percent, and I'll tell you why. Because Wes Welker could catch one hundred and twenty balls in the regular season, but every time he get in the playoffs, he couldn't catch the one that counted. And that was the infuriating thing for most Patriot fans who were real fans uh, because 
that was this thing that was just very glaring. I was Wes Welker was fine until you got him in a big spot to catch the ball that mattered, and he would inevitably drop it. And the thing is, Edelman's had those kind of drops too. Edelman immediately comes back, demands the ball again, gets it, and then gets a first down and more. That's the difference with him and Edelman. Plus, Edelman, a, a very likable guy. He's very fun. That Edelman, uh, I don't know if it was on Showtime or HBO, whatever that was, that that little insight into him and the, the comeback. And if you saw that, it's very good uh, about his journey back from the knee surgery. That was really worth watching. Very interesting insight to a player's rehab. Things you don't really get to see, the behind the scenes. Uh, he's just kind of a fun character. He seems like a likable kind of guy. And Tommy John on this list, too. I got to interview his son, who's a big uh, children's sports medicine doctor now. And he is one of the forefront guys, written a terrific book. I, I urge every parent out there who's got kids who are highly into athletics and travel teams and stuff to go read this book. Uh, it's it's basically talking about how we need to restructure youth uh, sports in general and how we're basically killing a generation of athletes, both physically and mentally right now. Okay. Uh, we end with Novak Djokovic born in 1987 and core and number one tennis player in the world, by the way, I should mention. Uh, num and, and then in 1989, we end with Corey Dickerson. Hopefully he'll get a chance to play for the Miami Marlins in 2020. We'll be right back with more fantasy sports today. In just a couple of minutes, Craig and Joe don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. back 2015 was a fun major league baseball season we were really entrenched in fantasy for sure at that time uh, joe and i were doing different shows you could probably say that about the last 10 years we we're probably doing different shows at different actually churches. in 2015 i think we were working together probably <laughs> i mean there's some years where we had off you know we took a break you and i yeah you know kind of like yeah. ross and rachel and friends that's true you're on a break. You wrote me that long letter, you know, 17 pages, both sides, you know. <laughs> and whenever I need a good night's sleep, I read it. Uh, but no, you, I think in 2015, you and I were actually together doing shows still. So, so go figure. Right. But, you know, you made the statement yesterday we were doing the NFL show, uh, the NFL bit here, uh, how much of a difference five years in the NFL makes. And I thought, huh, let's see if the same is true Take in baseball. A look at baseball? Yeah, um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, I, I looked at it before we started. It, it does seem like some things have changed, but I would also say that some of the same names are at the top. I, what, I, what I can't do is I can't look at, at any season in the past and try to compare pitchers because pitchers just, they're there, and then one day they're gone. You know, it's like, it's, it's, that's not surprising. But the hitters would be surprising if, if guys completely fell off from just a few years ago. Well, speaking of which... How about a guy with 47 home runs in 2015 and last year couldn't hit the broadside? Well, that one is the big one. It's yeah, Chris Davis. Well, five years but that's later, the biggest of all time. And a couple hundred million dollars. It is yeah. uh, that the biggest, is the it's the thing. biggest flop of all time in baseball. Yeah, I it mean, is. it was actually. I'm now. I'm trying to think of it. That was when he got paid right after this season, I believe. I yeah. want to. Say. Yeah, he so, did, and and uh, he got right paid right before spring training. It was it was basically the ownership that did it and wanted to give it to him. Look, the Angelos family for a long period of time, uh, you know, d didn't really have a good vision as to what needed to be done. Then finally, they turned over the baseball operations to Mike Elias, who came over from uh, the Astros. And now they're headed in the right direction. They're rebuilding. They're drafting. They're losing. This is what they should have been doing <laughs> for the last 10 years. But instead, they gave Davis. And you know what? They, they basically, look, in terms of the community and the things that this guy does, he's a fantastic guy. And oh, so, no doubt. And so you it. could imagine it. It, it. It's almost as if it's like he's J.J. Watt. Like, imagine if J.J. Watt, they gave him a big long-term deal. This guy's an amazing humanitarian. And then he's just as horrible on the field. He can't play. Like, mm -hmm. you'd be like, wow, like, I, I kind of thought that they were supposed to give him that deal. Um, well, I think there's maybe, bad and then can't play. Like, you got to a point where it was it was kind of almost shocking, the no, inability to make contact. Yeah. yeah. Could not play at all. 
Yeah. Uh, so there, there was one guy five years ago was quite relevant. Oh, yeah. Now it's not. Uh, one guy who is still relevant was the 2015 NL MVP, and that is Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper with a phenomenal year, hitting 42 home runs, scoring 118. Uh, Bryce Harper, not a national anymore, though. Now he's a Philadelphia yeah. Philly, and I feel like he is a a really good fit for Philadelphia. He he very much, having lived in Philadelphia for five years myself, I feel like he is the the right kind of personality for that town. And if he does win there, they will put a statue of Bryce Harper. I am telling you, he is he could be that popular. He's a very kind of in-your-face kind of guy. I love it. It turns other people off. I can't get enough of it. But I feel like if there's ever a player right now in Major League Baseball who's built for the city he's in, Pete Alonso's one. Bryce Harper is another one that comes to mind immediately. So, uh, but only one MVP player. so far. I think he's a great player. I think that when you get that much attention and you're that young, it is really hard to live up to that. It almost feels like the, the traje- trajectory of uh, LeBron to a, a bit. It does kind of feel like that, um, where maybe he needed to leave to go mm-hmm. somewhere else in order to win. And some people don't like that about LeBron. And it, look, it could be apples and oranges because, again, baseball is a different game than basketball. I do think that Harper is an all-star. He's a great player. But very similar to how Strasburg started, it was very hard for him to live up to all of those expectations. Yeah. And so his numbers are pretty much there every year. He takes a lot of walks. He gets on base. But is he the guy that we thought he'd be 10 years ago? No. Mike Trout is the guy we thought that. Well, I don't know if we've seen the best of Bryce Harper yet. I, I don't still know. Kind of, it's interesting I don't, to think I don't that, think though. we I don't have. I think, I think he Maybe is not. just reaching those years. And I always think of the first year of a mega contract like that. Guys always put a lot of pressure on themselves, especially early on. And then as the season went on, he loosened up, just like Beltran and his big deal and a lot of other guys before them. Uh, also leading that year was American League MVP Josh Donaldson, <clears throat> who just signed a big deal this offseason with the Minnesota yep. Twins. Uh, he is still going. It looked like he was done, but he has well, resurrected himself. Like it was-, uh, was a very formidable middle of that order, too, as well at that time, where you had Encarnacion, him, Batista. Uh, that was quite a little group there. Miguel Cabrera was hitting 336. He won the batting title in the American League. And then the National League, Look at D. Gordon winning the batting title at 333 and stealing 56 bases. Your boy D. Gordon for the Marlins. Look at that. And yet now D. Gordon looks like he might be an off-the-bench kind of guy for the Mariners this year. Yeah. Well, look, uh, I'm a fan of D. Gordon, the person, the player, but there's just no defending getting popped for PEDs. You know, just the bottom line there. And uh, look, I don't know if it had anything to do with how good he was that year or any other year. He's such a like 205 guy. hits that year. <laughs> but unfortunately, I I will remember that part of his career yeah. of getting uh, of, and, and really crushing the Marlins in a position where they really needed him. He was suspended for half the season. It was rough. No. Well, speaking of controversy, too, Jose Altuve. <laughs> <laughs> Jose Altuve uh, led the American League in hits with 200. And uh, 36 stolen bases. So just a reminder, everybody, Jose Altuve, still good at baseball. Doesn't matter if he's wearing wires. Doesn't matter if he's banging You know, you know Altuve game. I never have in fantasy every year. But now, I believe. But there was like three years in a row where I remember being on the clock and passing. I'm like, ah, it's, he, it's not real. He can't do it again. He would do it again. Next year, oh, I'm not going to. It's like he was that one guy that I just refused to believe that, like, I just thought eventually – we're, we're going to see him fall. And he never did. He just, I got him every year because every year there's guys like you that would pass on him and he would slip and slip into the set. I remember the first year I put him as number one in the black book at second base. Uh, and people were yelling at me because they were like, how can you do that over guys like Kipnis? And I was like, we'll see. We'll see how that one goes. Uh, let's talk about some of the pitchers here. How about Jake Arietta leading the league in wins? This was the Jake Arrieta year, 22 wins for him. He, he was came so over good that year. For Baltimore, yeah. he was so dominant that year. And just as quickly as he seemed to arrive on the scene and be dominant, he seemed to quickly disappear uh, just as fast. So I guess what's the curious case of Jake Arrieta? What happened there? Yeah, I'm not really sure. I know that last year he had a knee issue. His velocity fell. He stopped striking out guys as much as he did. And he's still got a long term on that contract left. So, um, I mean, I know people had confidence in him succeeding last year, but it certainly didn't go well for him. I, I, at this point, I don't know that you can count on that. Yeah, well, this was, you can count on at least Clayton Kershaw in 2015. He led the National League in strikeouts with 301. I think he's back. I think he's back. He did look pretty good. Uh, he looked also, really good last year. 
also in this year in 2015, as a reminder, this is when the Mets and Royals squared off in the World Series. The Royals came up short the, the year Royals before. were in the World Series and they won it? What? Two years? Two years it's in a row they were there. Right? I know, right? <clears throat> Hosmer, Moustakas, yeah, believe me. I know, because uh, The most I got boring to... World Series team ever. <laughs> in a lot of ways there they is. were. But they did have that win, and uh, Salvador Perez was MVP. It was also probably the last great moment of Matt Harvey. Uh, he pitched a phenomenal game. He uh, let the first guy want to say it was Lorenzo Cain got on, and they took him out of the game, and everybody just couldn't believe it, and the rest is history. Uh, some notable things. Mike Trout in 2015 became the youngest player in Major League history with 100 home runs and 100 stolen bases. And my man is still going. So that is a pretty impressive uh, stat right there. Uh, David Ortiz is his 550th career double and his 500th home run uh, in September. So that was some really good stuff there. Adrian Beltre hit his 400th career home run, as did Miguel Cabrera that year. And Adrian Gonzalez drove in 1,000 runs in his career uh, in May. So that was another player, too, who was just so good at one point for the Padres, came over to the Red Sox. Never quite recaptured the glory there. Uh, Pujols got his 550th career home run in 2015. So a lot of guys reaching some big-time moments there. Uh, Max Scherzer threw his first career no-hitter in 2015. Five years later, Max Scherzer's still pretty good. However, here's a big question. Are you worried at all about that back that bothered him in the playoffs? Because you and I both know backs are very, very tricky injuries. Yeah, are you worried at all Let about that? Let me tell that you something right now. Let me tell you something, brother. Ooh, you're like cutting a wrestling promo. I'm excited. You could, you could save this. You could save this clip right here. Right, leave you, me. Okay? Save it. Okay. Max Scherzer is gonna have an unbelievable season if they play. Put him right. at the top. Why is that? One. What? What's the inside? What's the inside scoop? You just, you just gotta know. You gotta, you know, gotta know that nobody has been working harder than this guy the last two months. I am telling you now. He's been throwing. He's ready to go he's doing some other things too we'll talk about it at a later date if you play fantasy and you're playing now for some stupid reason do not do not <laughs> fear stupid. taking max scherzer hey, at all i've got he, him if i did a draft right now and i was forced to and they told me there were 80 games he would be my number one pitcher in fantasy without question i think he's a 58 dollar pitcher on my roster this year and i kept him at that rate because i said i think he's, he's got ready man one he pitcher, is so. ready do not give up on Carlos Correa. He is I've all given world. up on Carlos Correa. And this is where you're wrong. He is an all-world <laughs> talent, and he is only 25 years old. Yeah, this was the I'm same kind of laughing that people did about Anthony Rendon and Anthony Rendon. No, not at all. Oh my God, Craig Mish, don't even tell me about it. There were so many people all over what we do. Rendon can't stay on the field. Give up on him. Drop him everywhere. I don't really remember him. that. Honestly, in force, in force, Anthony Rendon, force. and that's nobody. In force, and nobody remembers it. Why? I don't because he went on to be so good, and everybody just shut up, and everyone buried themselves. And I'm telling you right well, now, maybe Correa will be so good, Carlos but he's Correa. all. But but you gotta acknowledge he's never been healthy. That's the same conversation I remember having about 25 year old Anthony Rendon. He just got oh I don't know like 150 million dollars. So Carlos Correa is not done. Carlos Correa might be the best guy on that Astros team this year. So don't no sleep. No chance. All right. I can't wait. Oh, this is going to be so good. I just, I feel like that's why well, you get rid of This year doesn't even season. count. I don't, I don't feel like anything really even counts. So if he's good, um, if he wins the MVP in a shortened season, it doesn't sure, count. Sure, I'll give you credit for that. Uh, All right. Anthony Yay. Rendon, 156, 147, 136, 146. I don't know. Seems like he's pretty healthy to me. Yeah. Go back further. Uh, 80 games in 2015. Yep. And how old was he? I don't know, but he played 153 the year before that, Joe. No, it was the 80, and then before that, and he was hurt the year before. He played 150, then he was hurt, and then he was hurt the year before the 150. Okay. When he was coming up through the minor leagues, there was a couple times where he was supposed to be up there, got hurt, there was an issue coming up. I don't remember up. the backstory. I'm going to take your word for it on this one. Well, you have to, because uh, <laughs> it's true. I don't have to, but I will. Cy Young's that year were Jake Arrieta and Dallas Keuchel. Uh, also, manager like, of the like year was Joe Madden and Jeff Bannister. Of the Texas Rangers, manager of the year. Where did he go? What ha what happened there? He lasted another year, and that was it. And then that was it. So, so much for the new guys getting the big awards. So, obviously, 2015 was a, a fascinating year in five years. Things have changed in Major League Baseball. So, I guess not quite as dramatic as football, but certainly uh, some big changes for sure. No doubt. All right. We'll uh, take a quick time out here on the show today. Since it's Memorial Day weekend, maybe you want to get back involved with your old baseball card collection. This will be some fun conversation. Don't go away.
sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig and Joe back with you here on Friday. We'll have our show tomorrow morning, our weekend fantasy show, and then we'll be back on Monday for Memorial Day. So we do not take any time off this weekend, and that's the way it should be. A lot of you guys are looking for a little bit of release. We're going to give that to you. Um, Coming up a little bit later in the show, uh, something new that we're going to try today. I spoke to uh, Greg Sussman a little bit about this. Maybe we'll expand it a little bit more. I'm not sure. Uh, But in this time that a lot of people have been home, uh, sports cards have really uh, jumped in value. You you will, I mean, literally, you'll have no idea what's been going on if you're not following it. Um, I I was brought to my attention about a month ago, and now I've been following it a lot more closely. And so um, I'm going to discuss that a little bit coming up a little bit later in the show, because I what I wanted to do for for this show in particular is not so much to talk about, hey, look, Michael Jordan's on TV. Hey, look, his rookie card's worth $50,000. Yes, I, everybody knows that. Like, It doesn't take a genius to do that. But what I thought would be fun and interesting would be later on to maybe show you guys some cards that you may have that you think are worth nothing that actually may be worth something now, and they weren't a month ago. It's, it's just a crazy phenomenon that's been happening now. Um, the other thing that's happened, and I've noticed this as well, Joe, is that Tops is sort of, you know, they probably had this plan, I'm guessing, before all this. But Tops has now been a lot more active on their on their website selling items because they know a lot of people are home. And I think that has also boosted the popularity uh, of these art cards that have been out there with some of the greatest artists out there. Yeah, this is something I had no idea about until today. And I, I stumbled across this yesterday. And yeah. it was just kind of neat. It just kind of came across my feed. And I was reading about it. And what a neat idea. I mean, these were, you know, basically our lives were as kids were wrapped around baseball cards. And then I know I used to work part-time on the weekends as a kid uh, on card shows for uh, a guy I knew who ran a baseball card shop and a hobby shop thing. And it was the best, man. I'd get like, you know, 20 bucks for the day. And uh, if I pick up a couple cards and I went home after four or five hours, pretty happy, uh, you know, 12 year old kid. And that was pretty awesome. Uh, And now they're starting to turn into these weird pop art pieces, which is kind of cool. They're trying to basically make art, uh, into baseball cards. And uh, I know we got the Mike Trout one here is one of those uh, possibilities, but some uh, some artists have gotten involved in this Project 2020. And uh, it's just a, a really neat and different thing. I had no idea this was going on. So what do you think yeah. the end game here for is you Is it for them to become art or to generate interest again in cards? And are they going to make the same mistake again if people start to get into the card market? Are they going to completely flood it and kill it again, which is what happened, obviously, in our Yeah, I, I can't answer any of that. I can tell you what's going on right now. I can tell you what's going on. So first of all, in terms of these cards, uh, there there's two reasons why this is popular. First, because it is new, and whenever Top starts something new, it usually catches fire. And a good example of that is two years ago, Tops began a set and they decided to call it the Tops Living Set, which essentially is a set that will never end. They started this in 2018. And the first few cards weren't bought. Nobody was buying the cards. So the like set number one had three cards, set number two had three cards, and the first six cards of those sets that are graded are worth hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. All the rest of the cards in the set, Joe, and there are three or four hundred of them, because remember, every week they're putting out three new cards. It's mm-hmm. a living set. They just decide who's going to be in it, and they put the guy on it. Brad Ziegler was in it a month ago. They just randomly decide. It could be uh, alive players, players who have passed, players that play now. Uh, but it was hot, really hot at the time. And now you could go on Tops, you could subscribe, and for ten bucks every week they'll send you these new three cards. And honestly, they're not worth a lot. They're worth three, or well, four bucks. Well, because now you're right. Everybody gets them. That's why. Because yeah. now the population on the cards is in the five to ten thousands. Mm-hmm. Only a few hundred people bought those first six cards, and they're and, and by the way, they're no they're nobody. You know, they're not nobody. Take it, but like Nick Markakis is one of the cards. AJ Pollock is one of the of the six cards, mm-hmm. and it's those cards that are the most desirable. So now I don't know if this is going to happen with these. 
specifically with these with these art cards. And I and I know that they have become very popular recently. But that is a combination, I think, of again, no new products out at all. There's only one new product out right now in baseball, and that's the 2020 uh, Bowman Tops Bowman. Nobody has them except Tops. They put them on sale on their website. They sold for I think $600 a box, and they were gone in an hour, and nobody can get them anymore. And that's it. That's what it happened. feels like the the card market is heating up in the last couple of years again. It's something that I thought was completely dead, or had it maybe gone underground. Back. It but is I see we'll, people... well, later in the show, we'll dive more into yeah. uh, that specifically. But what has happened in terms of art, and I can't give uh, myself the credit for this. I want to make sure I credit the, the right person here. Um, there's a very popular uh, investor YouTuber. His name is Gary V. Uh, has a longer last name, but he calls himself Gary V. And he uh, is anything that this guy has touched has become a, a millions and millions of dollar investment. Like he's been ahead of everything, Twitter, Facebook, all of it. And he essentially, and he was a card collector when he was a kid and, and he's back into it now. And his statements basically surrounding this, his opinion, and, and again, remember with an investment, you never know. Things could be up, they could be down, but just sort of his prediction was baseball cards are the new art of what art used to be. Because we grew up, for, because we are now adults, 40 mm -hmm. years old, 50 years old, and what are what would we, we rather do? We're not in our 70s and our 80s. Those people, they want to go and they want to buy art. They didn't really collect baseball cards like we did in the, in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. So what we want to do is instead of hanging uh, you know, a, a picture on our wall, we want to put up a nice card of a Reggie Jackson rookie card, you know? And so... I don't know if that's going to case. I don't know that that's going to happen. Maybe this is something along the lines that what Topps is thinking is that we don't you know, that this is the new form essentially of investing in art. It's now investing in baseball cards and basketball cards and football cards. I don't know the answer to all of this. Well, that's the crossover. Is art was an investment and baseball cards once upon a time were quite the investment. And it was a completely you know, failed investment. It was, anything, but you know 80%. what? The art market's like that too. There's an artist who's hot at the time. And I mean, you call it the upper deck, if you were like upper deck was so hot, right? Every, oh my God, the upper deck series and the hologram on the back and all the things. But like other artists, sometimes it just crashes, you know, not every year or in every painting that they do is a big deal. I don't know why. Maybe it's just my, you know, maybe it's the post World Series hangover, the Mets winning the World Series. But 87 tops with that wood border background for me was iconic looking like that was the one that. Got me. And excited everybody about hates that one. And that was and, when I was. That was in the heart of when I was a collector. Who hates those, that one? Most people. A lot are, of people don't like that design. You know, the year before with the cheesy, the '86 tops with the black border and the horrible lettering, the font is like ridiculous. That's an awful baseball card. The '87 with the nice wood frame. It's like you got a plaque of a guy of a well, baseball e player. It was a e either example. either way. It's look. We we all. Are, are looking for things to do now. And there are a lot of people who, you know, instead of spending their free time watching sports, going to dinner, doing things, they're on eBay, Joe, you know? And, and well, I on... hope they're on Amazon buying black books in June 1st. That's what I'm really hoping for. Well, they're on Amazon too. But but again, and, and I'm sure people's Amazon's carts are, I mean, you look at, you, the stuff I bought the last month is insane. Like it's just over and over again, buying all kinds of stuff, getting deliveries. So, um, but I am part of this revolution as well. I've gotten back into it, get a better understanding of it. Um, I think it's interesting. And later on in the show, you'll see that how fascinating it is because if you think, look, first of all, I don't know what was going on two years ago because I, I couldn't tell you. But if you think you have a clue, and this is not just you, about what has happened in the last month, if you have not paid close attention, you would be shocked to see the prices. Oh, I, I'm, I would be shocked. And I think my advice for anybody who's got those cards who thinks they're gonna sit on them and they'll be worth more, sell them. This is sell probably them. the time. Sell them. <laughs> and because, because, you know, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Uh, is there an iconic baseball card series for you that stands out that you were hot and um, heavy for as a youth that you said, yes, it's 1989 Donruss or eight, you know, whatever not, you're not real, not really because uh, we, me and my father, we used to collect and we used to go to the shows and sell too. We used to be part mm -hmm. of that game. 
Um, but but we really joined at a point of the worst. It just the timing was just the absolute worst time to to be involved in that time because the, the mass production. <laughs> that was before that. Right before. Right. right before. Well, mass production mass was production right around 1987. 87, well, yeah. 88, 87 tops you could get like anywhere you go. You go oh, to the bathroom, get everywhere a pack. you go. But then I, I want to say between 87 and 1990 is when you had the explosion of the different brands. It's and called that, junk think, wax. It's yeah. It's called junk. You can, you can buy a box of 1988 tops for $5 right now. That has right. not changed. None of that will ever change. It's a the fun of opening the pack. That's the joy. And I always felt sad, like the people who have the unopened boxes and things, well, don't touch the unopened box. I'm like, that's the whole point. It was the it was the it was the uh, the high, and now I, I guess I, I have an do. unopened box. I, I I used to have one. I think I sold it years ago. But I I the whole point, and then I randomly for Christmas, I remember I would just like buy a couple things to open. And now I get like the kid on YouTube who gets millions of dollars to open stuff. Because imagine if you took it's all over the place now. When baseball cards was hot, really hot back in the day, and had YouTube at the same time. Oh my God! I would have watched that all day if I was a kid. And, and that's what. And and and, <laughs> and now at night, there are people that are setting their schedule, and there are tens of thousands of people watching. And what they'll do is they'll go buy a box of like 1980 tops, Joe, and they'll try and find Ricky Henderson in there. And there's 10,000 people watching the stream, and they're rooting uh, for the guy. Get it, get it, and get I, it. And I and think, and I think it's a fad that just it, it will come and go. And I think it's also. This is my opinion, but I think there's something attached to it mentally where when we are afraid, we tend to go things into our youth that made us happy. We retreat a little bit. And I think mentally, I, I agree. I this agree. Is something that people are doing I right agree. now. We're going back to nostalgia. We don't. And Joe, yeah. the other thing. Too well, we've is been that, in nostalgia a long time. It's just getting worse now. No, it's not that. It's the, if you have to hang on to nostalgia when you don't have anything current. There's no. Games. Well, but even when we had things current. How many goddamn Star Wars movies do we need? I mean, like, I'm I was a Star Wars fanatic, but then I think we baseball carded the market over there. Like we well, we, I mean, we overdid I, I think it. That's we possible, saturated. but whenever any new set comes out in in uh, in baseball or football cards, people buy it no matter what because it's the new thing. But it's I, the old right. that's coming back. That's what's really fascinating is some of those guys from the '80s. You didn't think are coming back, but we'll save that for a little bit later on in the show. We're going to do a whole segment on that yeah, coming up later. A card you may have in your garage somewhere in a box. Believe me, I did. I found a couple of these. Uh, we'll be back with more fantasy sports today. We got uh, hour number two coming up next. We're going to hit on some of the uh, futures bets and talk about the first win of the NFL season for two teams. When will they win their first game? And we'll give you the odds. That is next here on Sports Grid. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 